0: Welcome to Men Alive, a biblical journey to help us conform to the image of Jesus Christ. I'm your host, Paul Esterbrooks, and our teacher is my longtime friend, Dr. Jim Cunningham, consultant in adult education, director of GoTeach Global, and author of the book Men Alive.
1: Paul, our regular listeners have heard many discussions. They know we are Christians, longtime friends for over 60 years, happily married to our wives Diane and Rita for over 50 years, and we are blessed with children and grandchildren. I have five and you have 11. So today I'd like to talk about a sensitive issue for every listener, divorce.
0: You and I both have seen some of our children go through the trauma of a divorce. We know firsthand the effect it had and continues to have on us, children, and our grandchildren.
1: We recently finished a series on the Beatitudes. In Matthew 5:31 31-32, Jesus reminds his listeners, Now it was said whoever sends his wife away is to give her a certificate of divorce. But I say to you that everyone who divorces his wife except for the reason of sexual immorality makes her commit adultery. And whoever marries a divorced woman commits adultery.
0: Why did the prophet Malachi say, God hates divorce? God hates every sin. Why do you think he identified divorce above all the others?
1: Throughout the Bible, God compares his relationship to mankind as a marriage. For example, He selected Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob to be his chosen people in the same way that a man chooses to accept a bride as his lifelong partner. In Deuteronomy 7.6, God said, You are a holy people to the Lord your God. The Lord your God has chosen you to be a people for his personal possession out of all the peoples who are on the face of the earth. Whenever Israel strayed from God, He compared her to a wife committing adultery and having sexual affections for another God rather than being loyal and faithful to Jehovah. In our very first program, we identified five reasons why God initiated marriage. Number
0: one, marriage was initiated by God for man to have companionship, a lifelong intimate friend to share the joys and the pains. And that is what God wants to have with us, an eternal companionship.
1: Number two, marriage provides maximum pleasure from normal, healthy, appropriate sexual relations. And number three, marriage was for childbearing. Simply stated, one of the greatest joys known to man is the joy of seeing the genetic beauty of a child created in our likeness.
0: Number four, we said marriage was for protection, physically from disease and emotionally from loneliness. And number five, marriage was a model of the church. God, our Heavenly Father, chose his son Jesus to be the head of the church, the bridegroom, and the church is his bride in a lifelong covenant of marriage.
1: That last point, Paul, is perhaps the biggest reason why God hates divorce. Marriage models to the world his love relationship with Israel and with his church. When a man commits adultery and gets a divorce, it destroys the model of the covenant relationship God has with his church. Epp, a former Canadian minister of health and a solid Christian in government, once said, Divorce is the death of a small civilization. The full force of that statement struck me when our oldest son divorced from his wife after some 12 years of marriage. My wife and I made a decision to keep in touch with our daughter-in-law. We told her, You are the mother of our grandchildren. We are not divorcing you. What else does God say about divorce? The Levitical law forbade a priest from marrying a woman who was divorced. Leviticus 21.7 But because of the hardness of men's heart, Moses was allowed to write what God called the Law of Divorce. It states, When a man takes a wife and marries her, and it happens if she finds no favor in his eyes because he has found some indecency in her, that he writes her a certificate of divorce, puts it in her hand, and sends her away from his house. Deuteronomy 24:1. Then God used the divorce analogy to prove He would never divorce Israel. In Isaiah 50 verse1, he states, "This is what the Lord says. Where is the certificate of divorce by which I have sent your mother away? Or to whom of my creditors did I sell you? Behold, you were sold for your wrongdoings, and for your wrongful acts, your mother was sent away. And finally, in Malachi 2.16, God says, For I hate divorce, and him who covers his garment with violence, says the Lord of armies. So be careful about your spirit. Do not deal treacherously against the wife of your youth.
0: You are listening to Men Alive with Dr. Jim Cunningham. You can receive a free PDF of our new devotional booklet, Living the Jesus Way, by sending Dr. Jim an email at menaliveuntogod at gmail.com. That's menaliveuntogod at gmail.com. Jim, in Matthew 19, verse 3, some Pharisees came to Jesus testing him and asking, Is it lawful for a man to divorce his wife for any reason at all? And in verse 7 to 9, they said to him, why then did Moses command to give her a certificate of divorce and send her away? He said to them, Because of your hardness of heart, Moses permitted you to divorce your wives. But from the beginning it has not been this way. And I say to you, whoever divorces his wife except for sexual immorality and marries another woman commits adultery.
1: Luke adds to Christ's teaching on divorce in Luke 16:18. Jesus says, Everyone who divorces his wife and marries another commits adultery, and he who marries one who is divorced from a husband commits adultery. The Apostle Paul adds in 1 Corinthians 7, But if she does leave, she must remain unmarried or else be reconciled to her husband, and that the husband is not to divorce his wife. And then Paul adds, But to the rest I say, not the Lord, that if any brother has an unbelieving wife and she consents to live with him, he must not divorce her. And if a woman has an unbelieving husband and he consents to live with her, she must not divorce her husband. So let's do a quick review. We agree the ideal in God's plan is for one man to love one woman, marry her, and live in a covenant relationship ever after. We agree God hates divorce. We acknowledge that divorce is the death of a small civilization. And we accept that there is a hardness of heart in some men and some women, and they make choices that are hard to accept, forgive, and be reconciled. We know that some husbands and wives married as non-Christians, and one of them later became a disciple of Jesus Christ after the marriage, causing their spouse to wonder why they perhaps loved Jesus more than them. And finally, we agree that it is not good for a man or woman to be alone. This has led many churches, denominations, and governments to rewrite the divorce laws. In Canada, for over 100 years, there was basically only one legal way to get a divorce, commit adultery. Then around 1969, the government changed the law to say three years of separation for whatever reason was grounds for divorce. But how you enter marriage is crucial. If you are determined to stay married, you are making an oath before God to love your wife forever. When you see Jesus Christ someday face to face, you will not be ashamed. You will know that you had depended on God to navigate through rough times and had been a role model for your children, grandchildren, and others. We mature in Christ if we don't walk away from problems, unless there is violence and harm that says this is an unsafe place. Find a safe space.
0: I hear us saying, God still hates divorce, because it destroys his model of a lifelong covenant relationship like the one he has with Israel and with the church. But being a God of grace, he knows how hard the hearts are of some men and some women. So he granted divorce if the partners had been unfaithful to the marriage vows, committed adultery, and would not repent, seek forgiveness, or be reconciled to their spouse.
1: You and I have many friends who are divorced, including family members. The hardest task is to teach scripture principles when it personally affects those friends and family members. I find it challenging to respect husbands who are addicted to adultery, have repeated affairs, and repeatedly ask their wife to forgive them for the sake of the children or the grandchildren. We have to pray that men will stop the pandemic of adultery and divorce and love the wife of their youth with all their heart, mind, and soul the way God intended.
0: Divorce also affects church leadership. Many churches have elders. What do we say to Christian men who are divorced but want to serve as an elder?
1: A tough question. There are 22 qualifications for an elder or an overseer of a church as listed in 1 Timothy 3 and Titus 1. Nineteen of these are character qualities. For example, an overseer must be above reproach, blameless, devout, able to reprove, rebuke, exhort, and encourage, not a fighter, gentle, hospitable, not self-willed, just, loves what is good, manages his household well, neighbors speak well of him, prudent, not quick-tempered, respectable, free from love of money, temperate, uncontentious, and not addicted to wine. Number 20 states that he is not to be a new convert because he might become proud. But qualification 21, the husband of one wife, is being challenged today. As an elder for many years, I heard questions like, can a single man be an elder? What about widowers who remarry? Or divorce men who become Christians after their divorce? What about men who have divorced and are now remarried? Some even wanted to rewrite scripture so women could become elders. The debates continue. The ideal is is to choose an elder who has proven love and faithfulness in a redemptive relationship to the wife of his youth, 1 Peter 3.7. The one primary task of an elder, he must know how to teach, to teach scripture to others, to communicate life-changing biblical principles through personal character development. King David committed adultery and murder, yet God forgave him. But his family was affected thereafter divorce does not deny a man redemption forgiveness and reconciliation with god through jesus christ but whether he is qualified to teach and lead others depends on how well he evidences the 22 qualifications of an elder yes god hates sin but he loves the sinner yes god hates divorce but he extends grace and forgiveness to the divorcee. Our task is to be faithful to God and to our spouse until we see him face to face.
0: There you have it, men. Remember to get a copy of Living the Jesus Way. Request it at menaliveuntogod at gmail.com. That's God at gmail.com. Men Alive is a production of Go Teach Global. Visit our website at goteachglobal.com. Until next time, I'm your host Paul S. Brooks, on behalf of Dr. Jim Cunningham, encouraging you to become Men Alive, transformed into the image of Jesus Christ.